Welcome to Pathway to Faith with Bishop Steve Howe. Turn your expectations high as you receive the word from our man of God. Prepare yourself to hear a life-changing message. Let's tune in now. And so I want to share something with you today that you don't need personally. But I pray that you will share it with those who do need this message that I'm going to share today. And I'm going to minister about the last days of the church. The last days of the church. The signs are all around us. The last days of the church. You, you may be seated. I promise you I won't be long. But I promise you I'll be long enough to finish what I have to say. We'll see which one will win. Oh, Jesus, help me now. Have you ever seen a day like this? Have you ever seen? Did you ever think you would live long enough to see a day like this? It is strange. Apostle Paul, you all know about Apostle Paul, who wrote most of the New Testament. But in his generation, when Apostle Paul was alive, in his generation, like I'm standing here alive, in Apostle Paul's generation, his generation hated him. Now, you get excited over his writings, inspired by the Holy Ghost. But you have to understand the setting in which Apostle Paul operated. His generation, they hated him. I didn't say they didn't like him. They hated him. Just like they hated Jesus. And they hated Apostle Paul basically for one reason. And that reason will get you in trouble today. And so today, I run the risk of being offensive. I run the risk of creating more haters. Uh, I run the risk of people who have gathered even in this assembly coming to a conclusion of saying in their hearts, perhaps not outwardly, but inwardly, that I don't believe all of that and it doesn't take all of that. But I believe that we're in the last days of the church. And I'm going to get a little ahead of myself because I want you to understand is that even when Jesus calls the church home, I don't want to say church, the saints, the true believers, do you know they're going to continue to have organized church even after the rapture? That even after people have been called home, people are going to still gather together, the organized church. The organized church will still continue. And God has called his, his remnant home and people are still 
going through the motions. Here's the sad thing is that you can attend church even now and all you're doing is going through the motions. Because you attending church, if it does not have an impact on how you live, then you have just converted yourself over to religiosity. And religion has always been an enemy of Jesus. And it still is today. Isn't this a strange day? For, for the first time in history, uh, this nation celebrated a sitting governor A man who's the governor of one of our 50 states. This nation the other day celebrated him marrying his, uh, what do they call it, his partner. For the first time in the history of this nation, a man who's a governor of a state marries another man. Woe be to this country. There is turmoil in Washington, D.C. today, and they're fighting over Texas uh, uh, passing a law that it is against the law to kill babies. And Washington is throwing a fit saying they don't have a right to pass a law to protect babies. And the reason the church isn't really saying anything is because the church is asleep. And the law that Texas passed was just simply saying that after six weeks, you cannot abort the child. And people are throwing a fit saying that they don't have a right. Then the, women, the women's lib organization, they're protesting saying nobody have a right to exercise their rights over my body. Jeez, oh, I know I can get in trouble. <clears throat> but since the mother doesn't believe in uh, or she believes in her rights, then why don't she die and let the child live? Or do it God's way and don't be having sex out of wedlock. Oh, Jesus. This is a crazy day. And so we have this two-party system. And both sides have good things that they're for. And both sides have some ungodly things that they're for. And if you're Republican, it doesn't mean you're closer to Jesus. And if you're Democrat, it doesn't mean that you're further away from Jesus. Because both parties got it wrong. Oh, Jesus. And, and so... 
What do you do? What do you do in, in a day like this? And so I shared, I shared Wednesday, and I finally got a release, thank God, to a, a Minister Huey. He played something that really kind of set me free, but I'm, I'm, I'm kind of choked up in it again because I was battling Wednesday night, our midweek service, and God moved it in a powerful way. You really need to get that message from Wednesday. But, but I've, been, I've been battling with the end times. And I was asking God, was there going to be a great falling away and a great harvest of souls simultaneously? That's, that's what I asked God. Because the Bible promised that before the coming of the Lord, there would be a great falling away. So I got enough sense to know you can't fall away from something unless you have been with something. So God says one of the signs that we're in the last of the last days, that there are going to be many who are going to fall away. They're going to depart from the faith. In other words, they used to be loyal to God, loyal to the things of God, and they've turned their back on it. That would be a sign. But then God also promised that there would be a harvest of souls, a great reaping of a harvest. And so I asked God, would this happen simultaneously? Would we see people that we've seen a long time just turn away from the things of God and leave? And I don't know if you know it, but that's already happened. This COVID thing, it, it manifested a whole lot of crazy stuff. Are, are you listening to me? People, people got comfortable staying away from the house of God. And, and some have lost their jobs because they got comfortable staying away from their jobs. And when the jobs called them back to work, they said, we're not, we're not coming. And the church doors are open and some have said, thank you, Pastor. We love you, but, but we're not. We're not coming. And so I called a couple of ministers that I'm submitted to believe that they're real men of God. And I told them I was disturbed. I said, I started to call you before the service. I've never done that. I said, but I am going to call you now that the service is over. Talk to me. I said, this is what's stirring in my heart. And then I, I, I began to say some things to them. They began to say some things to me. And as a result of that dialogue, here we are today. Would you put up my first nugget, please? Ready? Read. Do you, you realize what you just said? This is something that I wrote out. Today, wouldn't you agree? It doesn't appear that the church is going to convert the world to Jesus Christ. W wouldn't you agree with that? Uh, most of you looking at me right now, you don't win people to Jesus. Nobody shouted, did they? Because most of you sitting here who say you love Jesus and those of you watching me around the world, and I'm not saying you don't love Jesus, but I'm saying in the midst of your love for Jesus, you don't win anybody to him. And you don't talk about him unless somebody brings up the subject. So today, 
Say that with me. Today, it doesn't appear that the church is going to convert the world to Jesus Christ. And for so long, we thought that was our mandate. That our mandate from God is to convert the world to Jesus Christ. And that is not what God commanded the church to do. That is not our assignment. Thank God it's not. Because if that was the assignment, based upon what you do, we're not going to get there. We pass people every day. We have family members who are not saved. And we don't say anything to them about it. Who Jesus. So, listen to me. You're not on fire for God if you're not winning souls. One of the signs that you're on fire for Jesus is that you win people to Christ. Boy, it's getting quiet in this Presbyterian church, but it's all right. One of the signs that you are excited about Jesus, everybody talks about what they're excited about. Everybody does. You will tell your friends if they want to hear it or don't want to hear it. When you find out about a good sale, you're calling everybody that's in your phone. There's 70% off. There's 50% off. If you buy two, you get one free. You'll, you'll even tell a stranger walking out of the store and see somebody coming into the store that you don't even know. And you'll say, ma'am, sir, do you know they got a two for one sale? But you wouldn't dare tell a stranger about Jesus. Isn't this a strange day? Nugget number two. Ready? Read. That's all apostasy is. Don't get all super spiritual. When somebody comes along and try to be heavy in your presence and go to talking about apostasy, that's all apostasy is. Apostasy is an abandonment of a previous loyalty. And our loyalty or our previous loyalty used to be to God, used to be to Jesus, used to be to the things of God. And to abandon that is apostasy. Or let me put it another way. You may have had people in your life who were good friends, close friends of you. And you thought they would be your friends forever. And only to discover that they turned on you. And they're not only not in your corner no more, they're your enemy. They apostatized the relationship. Nugget number three. There will be left behind a totally Apostate organized church. They're still going to meet on Sunday mornings. The preacher that was left behind, he's going to get in the pulpit. Are you listening to me? They'll show up at 43 North Corrington Avenue. And being that I'm not in the pulpit, they'll pick somebody out in the group of the congregation to be their pastor because I'm gone. 
And it's not my fault they didn't listen. They listen, but they listen not with the intent to do. Nugget number four. They shall give heed to seducing or satanic spirits. That's what has happened now. The people who used to come to church faithfully, serve God faithfully. Now they don't want to come to church. That's not the spirit of God that's telling them don't come. That's not the spirit of God that's telling them don't have anything to do with with the church, with the true church of the living God. That's a seducing spirit. And many have yielded to it. Nugget number five, the last one that I want to use. The antidote for apostasy is what? The antidote for apostasy is the word of God. I was uh, minding my own business the other day and a commercial came on. And I saw this commercial. It disturbed me. But I didn't I didn't uh, I told my wife I didn't believe I, I, I wasn't sure what I heard. And what I saw. So so I wanted to see it again. And so I sat there for a while and, you know, naturally they didn't show it again. But then a few days later, I stumbled up on it and saw the commercial again. And then I heard it clear. And before I donned this pulpit, I really wanted to make sure that I had all my ducks in a row. Uh, uh, Yesterday, I happened to see the commercial again. And I said, "Okay, I got it now. And I told my wife, I said, that's a demon talking. I told my wife, I said, I said, you see that? I said, that's a demon talking. And it was a boy feminized with tattoos all on his face. And it looked like he had on a a blouse or a, a... Uh, He had on a tank top. So it was a boy looking like a girl. Very feminized. And he had tattoos on on his face by his eyes. And and he said, little young boy, couldn't have been no more than 16, 17 years old. In this commercial. And he said, there's nothing wrong with being lost. Now, I'm like you, I was trying to, when I first saw the commercial, I said, he didn't say that. So I waited to hear it again. Now I stand before you speaking truth. That's what he said. He, he's, he's, he's dressed up like a girl. In other words, like he's trying to discover himself to find out if he's a male or a female. And he's, 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 he's stuck in the middle of not knowing he's a male or female, and, and he's looking like a girl, but he is a male, and he's got all these tattoos on his face. And then that demon, speaking out of that commercial, said there's nothing wrong with being lost. And I said, when I heard the third time, I said, the devil is a lie. There is something wrong with being lost, but this is what they're introducing to your children. And they're after the minds of your children. 
And for some of you who are old enough to been raised in a public school, maybe you're late 50s, 60s or 70s or 80s. Public school is not like public school when you went to school. It is not the same. Are you listening to me? It is not the same. And I realize that that's a demon talking. And it's talking not to me. And it's not talking to you, parent. It's talking to your child. So I'm checking out at a store prior to this commercial. I come to the cashier at this particular store in Overland Park with my wife. And the young man, I, I only know this because I asked him, because I asked some questions. But he was checking me out. And so when he started checking me out, I looked down his hand. He had black fingernails. Then I checked the other hand out. He had black fingernails. So, you know, as cool as I am, I waited for the right moment. And then I said, young man, you know, he's checking my stuff out. I said, uh, I said, you got your fingernails painted black? He said, yes. You know, you ain't going to get no serve. He said, yeah. He didn't even say yes. He just said, yeah. I said, uh, I said, well, what does that mean? He said, well, I'm identifying with uh, it's all right for you to uh, take your time to discover. Uh, in other words, it, it's, he says he's supporting the people who, who haven't decided if they wanted to be a male or female. So I'm standing at the counter checking out. I don't care who's behind me. And I said, I said, well, I said, well, young man, that's already been decided. I, I said, it's, I, you know, and I realized that's somebody's child. So, I, you know, I'm not going to you know, get out of bounds. That's somebody's child. And I'm not going to talk to the child like I should be talking to their parents. So I said, young man, I said, that's already been decided. He said, well, no, I don't agree. Uh, you know, you can, you know, just because you got, you know, certain parts, certain parts, uh, uh, mentally, you may uh, identify with another. And I, I, I said, how old are you? <laughs> That's how I got his age. I said, how old are you? He said, I'm 18. I said, well, I got five sons. I said, all of them, you know, a little older than you. I said, uh, so, so I'm not going to, you know, get in a long dialogue with you. I said, but again, like I said, young man, uh, whether you be male or female has already been decided by God. And, you know, he looked at me like I was from outer space. And I knew then when I looked into his eyes, because the Bible says the eyes are the window to the soul. It was clear to me that he was raised in a home where a parent did not allow the word of God to reign supreme in that house. And, and if I went any further with this young man, all I was going to do is create a fight. And so I backed out because he couldn't hit me <clears throat> and get away with it. So wisdom call, I backed out. 
Are you all with me today? Let's go to our Bibles with the time we have left. Let's go to uh, 1 Timothy. And just let, Dad Hagen used to tell us, just, just let the word speak for itself. Don't be arguing with people. Let, let, let the word speak for itself. And those who believe will be blessed. Those who don't believe will be cursed. But let the word of God speak for itself. Let the word defend itself. Are you in 1 Timothy chapter 4? 1 Timothy chapter 4. There's so much demonic activity going on. Man, it's, it's unreal. I mean, it is, it is, it, it is so unreal. The, the, the satanic activity that is going on in this nation. Yeah, people have never seen Christian people who flirt with with demonology and uh, mysticism. I've never seen so many Christians who flirt around with witchcraft, dealing with the horoscope, the zodiac. That's witchcraft. That's witchcraft. And and your house will get strange when you fool with it. And your children will get strange when you fool with it. And your marriage will get strange when you fool with it. The atmosphere in your home will get strange when you fool with it. And you won't be able to drive those demon spirits out of your house as long as you have those trinkets in your house. And the devil has painted a picture like it's just, it's just fun and games. It's not fun and games. You're not one of the signs of the Zodiac. If you are a born again child of God, your sign is the blood of Jesus. Are you listening to me? But you rather believe demons telling you what is the way rather than the word saying what is the way. You're not not getting along because somebody say they're Gemini and I shouldn't have married a Sagittarius. You're not getting along because you're not allowing the word of God to be the final authority. And if you're Gemini, if you're a born again child of God, you don't have a split personality. A split personality means you're schizophrenic. And if I was bold enough, but I'm not, I would say, you're crazy. But if you've been washed in the blood of Jesus, you are not one of the signs of the Zodiac. And you do not allow people to speak it over you. I've had them do it. Of which, you know, you, you're filling out an application or you're at a window and you're trying to get something. They'll say, well, what's your birthday? Then you tell them and then they try to tell you what you are. And I tell them. I'll take you laughing, but I tell them because they've spoken words over me. And I'm going to check those words with my words. I am not what October is. I'm a blessed man of God. Are you listening to me? I'm so sensitive 
that the song that they were playing before I came out, I couldn't hardly understand it in the back room. And you, some of you were here, and it sounded like the girl was saying in the song, Luck. She's not lucky. And I, I kept listening. I'm saying, this is Brother Huey's, bless God. <laughs> so I sent word to Brother Huey in the sound booth. I said, change that song and go to another one. Only to find out later from my wife that the song wasn't saying luck. It was saying Huh? So I did hear it right? <laughs> hey. <laughs> Ears are working. So, so I said, change that song. I said, we don't believe in luck here. We're not lucky. We're blessed. Shut that word down in this house. We're not looking for luck. We're overtaken with the blessing. And what God does for us, it's not luck. We're not going to stumble into a blessing. That blessing has already been assigned with our name on it. Glory to God. Oh, Jesus. Are you in 1 Timothy chapter 4? Let's, let's, let's look at this. Is it warm in here or is it just me? It, it's, it's warm? It's not? It's the light? Turn off the light. <laughs> All right. Let's get saved. Look, look, look at... That was good. Look at 1 Timothy chapter 4. Are you in 1 Timothy chapter 4? Now the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times, some will depart from the faith. You, You all understand that, right? That means they used to be Christians walking with God. Here you go. But they're not walking with God anymore, but they still think they're Christians. Giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. Look at verse 2. Speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron. Oh, Jesus. Latter times is referring to our time today. Latter times is referring to our time today. Apostle Paul, he warns that there will be uh, heretical teachers who will mislead a great company of people. You got to hear this, church. That means that there will be people who will rise up in the church or come into the church and say out of their mouths, that they're called of God to be a messenger for the Lord. And the message that they preach will be a doctrine of demons. And what will happen, you'll always know when a preacher has yielded to a seducing spirit. Because when they minister, it will draw you to them instead of drawing you to God. You see, if, if, 
if you get offended over something I say and leave, your, your whole road don't leave unless they're following you. Now we've, ex- you know, there's a number of pastors today who has experienced a church split. We've experienced mild ones over the years. We've been here 30 some years. But whenever you leave a church and you take one person with you, you leave and you take one person with you or more, you have split that church. And God says you will receive a just reward. You split that church. You split that church. Well, preacher, how do they split it? They split it because out of the fellowship with them, they drew your heart away from the under shepherd. And so when they left, their following went with them. Oh, Jesus. Oh, let's, 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 let's just, just move on. So there will be, say there will be, there will be a departure from the faith. And you're going to be amazed at some of the people who are going to turn back if they haven't already. Oh, Jesus. Now let's go to 2 Thessalonians. 2 Thessalonians. Chapter 2. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Let's just walk through the word for a minute. Look at verse 1. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse number 1. Now, brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord. Is that what it says? The coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him. We ask you not to be soon shaken in mind or troubled either by spirit or by word or by letter, as if from from us as though the day of Christ had come. Look look at the next verse. Look Look what Paul says. He says, let no one deceive you. Why why is he saying that, Minister Clayton? Hold on. Paul's not talking to sinners. He's talking to Christians. And, and, and he's talking to the church at Thessalonica or the, the city, which I've been there, is Thessaloniki. But in the Bible, it's called Thessalonica. Same, same thing. And Paul is saying to the believers at Thessalonia, he is saying, don't let anybody deceive you. Why is he saying that? He is saying that because, yes, you're in church. Yes, you're saved, but you can be deceived. And Paul says, he says, let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. You see why I was troubled the other day? Because I'm seeing this, but I'm saying, God, I'm seeing this come to pass in, in in my presence, but what about the harvest? And the man of sin is revealed. The son of perdition. And I don't have time to go there. I already told you in former lessons of who the Antichrist is going to be. The son of perdition. I already told you what it's going to be like. I already told you what his lifestyle is going to be. 
I've already shared with you from the word of God uh, 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 where his affection is going, is, going to be, is going to be aimed. And it's going to be total perversion. And I shared with you that homosexuality is going to increase in this country like never before. It, it's, it's going to be so bad it, that, that if you stand up and say you don't agree with it, uh, there's a possibility they'll put you in jail. All right, and there's, there's a number of organizations, there's a number of, of movements in this country for, for that alternative lifestyle, and they're highly organized, and, and they're very, very vicious if you don't agree. Mm-hmm. And in America, we're somewhat asleep because we don't really know what persecution is yet, but it's coming. That's why everybody's so casual about saying that they're Christian. I've seen people on television cuss like a sailor, and then when they receive the reward or the the accolade, they say, I just want to thank my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I want to thank God for this award. And I mean, just got finished cussing like a sailor. All the songs are full of filth, but then they want to thank God. Are you all listening to me? It's it's, it's going to get so bad. And it's getting worse every day. We had a man run for president of the United States. He and his lover. And almost won. Well, I'll put it this way. He he was in the final group. Are Are you listening to me? And so under the, under the uh, desire to get along, and I know what I'm saying is a little strong and, and, and I'm out of style and I'm out of touch, but I'd rather be out of touch with you and in touch with God any day. But there's pressure. And even what I've said already, most preachers are scared to say because they're afraid of the persecution that could come from saying what I've already said. So they avoid the subject, avoid the subject altogether. For the sake of trying to get a grant or a loan. And they can have the grants or a loan. I'm going to stand flat footed and still believe God that with the tithe and the offering, we can do what God has called us to do because I am not going to compromise the word of God. Telling you the truth. Not on my watch. So when the true church, say true church, when the true church is raptured out of here, there's going to be people still gathering at church. The organized church will continue as you know it. I said something to a preacher and it almost, I could tell he had almost knocked him out of his seat where he was listening to me in another state. I said, I said, there are people in the church. I said, yes, they're saved, but they're just flat out useless after salvation. They're just saved, but they're, they're useless. They're non-effective. They're saved, but they're, they're, they're worthless. 
when it comes to doing the kingdom agenda. They're just saved. But you can't recruit them for kingdom work. And he said, man, I never heard that before. He said, you know that's the truth. I said, you know it's the truth. All they want to know is that if they die or when they die, they're going to go to heaven. But when it comes to doing the work of the Lord in the earth, they're not interested. And most of the work that gets done in the church is done by 20% or less of that congregation. Everything that's done, including the giving. Oh, Jesus. What God's going to do with it, I, I don't know. I'm, thank God I'm not God. So there will be left behind a totally apostate organized church. And somebody ought to shout just knowing that you won't, will not be a part of that group. I said somebody ought to shout just knowing that I will not be a part of that group. <laughs> Now, here you go. Go back to 1 Timothy chapter 4. 1 Timothy chapter 4, and I'm going to come to a conclusion here. With, with the, how, how many minutes I have left? Is that five knuckles, meaning five minutes? Okay. 1 Timothy chapter 4, and I have to close. Look at verse number 1 again. Now the Spirit expressly says that in the latter time some will Depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits, doctrines of devils. <laughs> Seducing means that uh, these spirits, and you're going to know some people like this. These spirits are going to get a hold of people who used to be on fire for God. And when you encounter them in the community or at home or on the job, when you listen to them, they will say words that will let you know that they're just wandering. You know, where they was was solid, planted. Now they're just they're just wandering. You know, you know, every you know, every now and then they decide to go to church. They go here, you know, maybe three or four Sundays pass and then they'll go over there. They're just they're just wandering. And the Bible says that that's a seducing spirit that's got them wandering. They're roaming. They used to know, but now they're searching. They're they're wandering. A sed they've been seduced. Sed seduction means that they're wandering. Are, are you it's like a married man who gets, gets seduced by a, a seductress woman. And where he was, faithful to his wife, brought his money home. She knew where he was, etc. And, and now she don't know where he is. Because he, he, he's, he's wandering now. He, he's wandering. Yeah, yeah, he's wandering. And she knows he's wandering, but if she asks him, he'll lie. Uh -huh. Ooh, Jesus. So he, he's, a seducing spirit causes a person to wander. It, it, it causes them to roam around. They, they start roaming. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't go to just one church. You know, I, I just go wherever the, the spirit leads me. And, and, and they're telling the truth. See, you think they're lying. No, they're not. They, they, they just go where the spirit leads them. And they're telling the truth. It is the spirit that's leading them. 
But it's not the Holy Spirit. It is a seducing spirit. Because the Spirit of God's not lost. Don't you know God knows where He wants you? Now, your flesh may not, nine times out of ten, when you get where God wants you, your flesh won't like it. Ooh, Jesus. They shall give heed to satanic spirits, doctrines of demons. And the antidote for all of this is the word of God. My time is gone. I got so much more that I wanted to give you. Don't have time. My time is gone. So I have to come to this this point. And now I'm talking to every person in this room. And I'm talking to every person who's watching us by way of some kind of electronical way, whether it's streaming, television, on your iPhone, iPad, wherever you're watching me. I don't know. I don't know, and no man knows, according to the word of God, not even Jesus. <laughs> you hear what I said? I don't know, no man knows, not even Jesus. Jesus doesn't even know. When the father is going to send him until the father sends him. But I believe with all my heart that we're close to the father looking over at his son and say, go get him. I really believe that we're right at the door. I believe we're right at the door. I don't need personally to see any more people fall away. It's a hurting thing to see people fall away from God who once used to be devoted to him. And so today, I want to stand flat-footed and say, Jesus is coming. The Bible says that the trump is going to sound. And the dead in Christ, that they're going to rise first. And then we, which are alive and remain, are going to be caught up. I want you to know today that heaven is a real place and heaven is too and hell is too. And there are people who will say, I don't believe in that heaven stuff and I don't believe in that hell stuff. It doesn't change the fact that it is still a real place. And the thing that they hated Apostle Paul for is the very thing that I'm going to say now. They hated Paul in his generation Because he said the only way to salvation was through Jesus Christ. And today in 2021, I'm standing flat footed in September and say that the only way to salvation, the only way to eternal life, the only way to heaven, the only way to spend eternity with the father is through his son, Jesus the Christ. And in spite of what other preachers may say and the world may say, there is no other way but through Jesus. And today, if you've never received Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, and to this congregation who have gathered in this assembly, if you have just been religious and you realize you need a relationship with Jesus, 
You may have been in church for a long time. You may have been raised up in church, but it's just been a lot of religiosity and there's no relationship. Because when there's a relationship with Jesus, you really do change from the inside out. If we were all in a building and the building was on fire, and I ran out of the building and didn't say anything. All you could see, observe, was just me running. You know, look at, look at Brother Steve. Look at Pat. Look, he's running out of the building. I wonder what he's running for. And then everybody in the building, everybody in the building is destroyed. The building burns down. And everybody in the building is dead. The news people come to the site, see me standing off to the side. They come over to me with the lights and the cameras and the microphones and said, sir, uh, how did you escape? And I said, I ran out. Well, how is it that you're the only one who got out? Didn't you warn all the other people as you were leaving the building? And if I said no, nine times out of ten, the interview would be over and the world quickly send me into ostracism. They would criticize me. I would, I would probably get calls and people would say all kind of nasty things to me. You, you, you're the most selfish man I ever met in my life. How could you? And you say you this and you say you that and you ran out of the building and didn't warn anybody? You, you understand? Well, I'm saying spiritually, the building's on fire. And if you're in it, because it's going to burn down, this system that we know, this world system is going to come to an end. And if you're in it, you're going to be destroyed. And just before the ultimate happens, the word of God says that God is going to call his remnant, his church home. And the dead that are in Christ, that they're going to be called first. And we which are alive and remain are going to just be snatched up. And I want you to be a part of that. And so just before the building burns all the way down, I'm warning you, listen, get out of the building. Get out of the building. Follow me. Get out of the building. When you get out of the building, you'll be safe. And I'm saying to you today, and I'm talking to those of you all around the world, if you get Jesus, if you give your life to him and him alone, that is the only time you will be safe. Wow, what an amazing message. Thank you for listening to our Pathway to Faith broadcast. If you're ever in the Kansas City metro area, join Bishop and Dr. Howe at Harvest Church International Outreach. 4300 North Corrington Avenue, Kansas City, Missouri, 64117. Or catch our services live online at www.harvestchurchkc.org. Be blessed.